Hello and welcome to SEO is Not That Hard. I'm your host, Ed Dawson, the founder of keywordspeopleuse.com, the solution to finding the questions people ask online. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about machine learning, what it is, and how Google is using it to help classify and rank website content. So, what is machine learning? Well, it's a branch of artificial intelligence that aims to imitate the way humans learn from experience and how we refine our knowledge as we gain experience. In traditional programming, developers have to manually provide specific instructions to a computer to cover all scenarios of a problem they're trying to solve. So if the scenario or problem changes, then the developer needs to go and manually update the code. It works great if you've got like a very specific control circumstance, but it's hard to scale and manage as scenarios and data become more complex. In machine learning, we reverse the process. So instead, we feed data to the computer and then let it come up with the solution itself without us having to explicitly instruct it how to do so. Let's look at a simple example that I hope will make it a bit more obvious what I mean. So imagine we want to write some code that we can give an image of a piece of clothing and it can then tell us if that piece of clothing is a shoe. In traditional programming, we'd have to manually specify all the possible types of shoe that could possibly exist from trainers to formal shoes, high heels, walking boots, etc and what the exact specifications and attributes of all those different types of shoe were in detail, such as lengths, colours, sizes. You know, it's an almost impossible task. And even if you achieved it, you'd be constantly having to update the code as new shoes were released all the time by countless manufacturers around the world. So it's, it's like an impossible task, really. However, using machine learning, we can simplify this task hugely. So instead of having to go into all that detail, all we need to do is gather a set of training data to train a machine learning model with. So in this case, we'd get a set of as many example images of shoes we can find, maybe hundreds or a couple of thousands of different images of shoes. And we feed them into the model. And we say to the model, these are images of shoes. And the machine learning model itself would start to recognize the characteristics that embody what a shoe is. And the more examples we show it, the better it will be. Just like with humans, the more examples we see of something, the better we get at recognizing um, the patterns that embody those examples. So once trained like this, we can then show new images to the model and say, is this image a shoe? And the model can then use its pattern recognition that is built up from the training data to identify if the image does or does not contain a shoe. So this means that we don't need to specify all the different types of shoes ever produced, just enough examples for it to learn what a shoe should look like. Just like we as humans can recognise shoes we've never seen before as being shoes because we've learned um, over time to recognise those patterns that make up what is a shoe. Okay, so that simple example I've just shared should now give you just a brief overview of how machine learning essentially works. That is, we give a set of data to a machine learning model to train it in a certain task, and then it can um, perform that task and even learn as it goes along with that, as it executes that task. Now, how do we know that Google uses machine learning? Well, because there's lots of information about it. Um, they've been researching um, artificial intelligence and machine learning since before the, you know, the 2010. They founded Google Brain in 2011, which um, rolled into Google and then 
um, has become Google DeepMind, where they do lots of advanced machine learning for all sorts of applications. They've released lots of software, open source software, such as TensorFlow, which allows neural networks to be used by the public. Um, and it's used within a countless AI projects use TensorFlow. Um, so we know that it's like a real core part of their research and development and the um, products that they've produced with it since. We also know of several uh, machine learning AI algorithms that Google use within um, their search, such as RankBit and Mum. I'm not going to go into detail what they do now, but they are declared uh, machine learning algorithms um, that Google talk about that they that they use to rank and um, uh, evaluate sites. There's other machine learning um, examples, such as if you do the if you've ever seen where Google says hum part of a tune, and they'll find the um, record the single that that is uh, related to that again is machine learning that's where the machine can recognize um, from example songs which song you're trying to hum and also if you use camera or image search where it can identify objects places from um, images so we know that, that it's embedded deep within all of their algorithms when it comes to search so going back to the original example of how Machine learning is based on feeding a set of training data into a machine learning model and then allowing that model to learn from it and then giving it new examples and it, that model can then score um, whether the uh, thing that's been presented now matches something in that model. Now this is where this gets a little bit more contentious this, because this is not something that Google have explicitly stated that they do that I'm going to discuss now. But looking at how... Um, the things that they, they are capable of doing and looking at the data sets they're building and this is something that we could potentially say happens. Now this is going back to the helpful content update recently that has just confused so many people where you know Google is saying if we find your site to not be helpful then we're going to demote it basically. We're going to dampen how you um, come up in the research results. Rather frustratingly for most people who've been hit by the helpful content update, the only advice that Google really give is to create content for people first and not for search engines. They do give some examples of what they mean by people first, but it's all very vague. It's not a case of going and saying, you must have an author bio, or you must format your content like this, or you must lay out your pages in a certain way. They don't give that level of detail. They just say it's got to be helpful for people. But how do Google define what's helpful for people? I don't think they actually have a specific definition that they work to that is encoded by a developer into a system. I think there is a machine learning model that has been trained to identify what types of site, what types of content, what types of layout, what types of um, page elements are helpful for people. Now, where does this training data come from? Well. If we look at Google Quality Raters, that is where I think this training data comes from. If you've not heard of Google Quality Raters, this is a set of, I think they say it's about 16,000 people worldwide whose job essentially is to rate Google search results and rate the sites that Google is surfacing. So Google's used Quality Raters for quite a long time. Um, I think in the early days it was a more simple giving them sort of a b tests of different um, search results so um, the people would then just rate which search results of two options were the best 
and that's how Google would train its um, and test and train its its algorithms in terms of making sure that they were giving the right answers and not coming up with um, spurious results. It was a way of testing new um, uh, updates to their algorithm. But if you go and look at the Google Quality Rater guidelines, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes, most of what um, people are being asked to do of these raters is to actually rate the content on websites on a whole variety of factors, but it's the, the way they rate it is from less helpful to more helpful. So there's this big data set that Google have been creating, a training set that allows, that it is all about what is helpful and what is not. So they've now got a huge set of different web pages and different sites graded by real people as to whether they're helpful or not helpful. This is the basis, I believe, of a model where they can then decide to run pages through this model and then get a score as to how helpful these pages are. And I think that's possibly the basis of what the helpful content update is. There's no doubt that the helpful content updates are machine learning powered because Google themselves mentioned it in their um, Google Search Central blog um, around the first, I think it was the first Google helpful content update in August 2022. And their exact words are, this classifier process is entirely automated using a machine learning model. So we know that the helpful content update is a machine learning powered update. Um, so which means there must be a training set of data that that machine learning model is built upon. And by far and away, I believe the most obvious training um, set is that that's created by the Google quality raters. So obviously now, if you want to understand how to make the most helpful content, then it's really understanding those Google quality rater guidelines that will help us evaluate the content that we're producing and how we should be producing content to um, try and be classified as helpful rather than unhelpful. Even if it's not the helpful content update, Google is definitely only collecting that data for a reason that it's got, and that reason is going to be based around ranking somewhere. So even if it doesn't solve a helpful content update, it's going to solve you uh, some other problem for you. So those those Google quality rater guidelines and understanding of them is really, really key. And that's what we'll look at in future episodes. So hopefully now I've given you a good overview of what machine learning is at its basic level and how it's used by Google. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe and share. It really helps. SEO is not that hard. It's brought to you by keywordspeopleuse.com, the solution to finding the questions people ask online. See why thousands of people use us every day. Try it today for free at keywordspeopleuse.com. If you want to get in touch or have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. I'm at Channel 5 on Twitter. You can email me at podcast at keywordspeopleuse.com. Bye for now and see you in the next episode of SEO is not that hard. <laughs>